0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: Really excited to get his thoughts on a couple of things here because somebody is back in the organization that he would have brought into the organization or at least helped usher in, and that is... A MACT Monday with uh, Craig McTavish brought to you by Contract Equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rentals and sales. Craig, you you lucked out again somehow. You're on with Brendan for the next 20 or so. How are you doing? (laughs)
0: Uh, That stuff is dodging me. I know that for sure.
1: Uh, he and, might be. Uh, He's not going to say He had no me on Wednesdays
0: that. trying to confuse me, and then he, <laughs> he he dodged me here today in some kind of iffy plane delay uh, dilemma that he talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the team stays in St. Paul,
1: too, Brendan. Okay, to cool. To answer your question earlier excellent uh so they will uh they're they're gonna be interesting to watch now obviously there's been a lot that we can dig into in the first five games as a whole but let's just uh let's look at the loss of of connor mcdavid for this stretch here and i guess your level of concern or uh, an opportunity for a lot of guys to rally around a piece of adversity what do you think uh zero
0: level of concern i think uh you know, this is a 100-plus point team all day long. They're off to a, uh, a surprisingly weak start. But, I mean, those things happen over the a small sample size. Uh, both the games at home on Saturday, I thought, uh, were were very winnable for Edmonton, especially the game against Vancouver, where, I mean, territorially it was so one-sided uh, I mean, that doesn't happen very often. And, uh, you know, credit Vancouver for capitalizing on their few chances that they had and win the hockey game. But obviously a very winnable game for Edmonton. So I think, uh, you know, it's a laughable overreaction in a lot of ways uh, to to where they are right now and what their capability is. I mean, you just – there's – a lot of players that uh, are coming off injuries that are flat right now. Connor Brown, I've seen a lot over the years. He's a very good hockey player. But it's going to take a little bit of time to get him back, uh, back to 100% and uh, understanding the level of commitment that you need to have success at this level. Uh, Matias Ekholm is, is settling into his game very nicely van der kane is off to a bit of a slow start but I mean writing his epitaph I think is very premature and uh, I like a lot of the things that he does uh, for the hockey team he, he will be productive over time but it may take a little bit of time and uh, you know it's 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 uh, unfortunate that these guys are all kind of in a little bit of a funk together but they'll come out of it
1: are, are you seeing some of the same issues uh, maybe not systemically but just in terms of say turnovers or uh, or you know turnovers from the goaltending and trying to play the puck these these are, are little minute things but they're things that to me I've, I've seen before and I wonder if there's uh, any alarm that that hasn't been cleansed from the game or if these are maybe early season problems that you're still kind of working through the kinks of um, I guess maybe to expand this out what do you think has sort of held them back in the first five games?
0: Well, you're right. There's been a big mistake made at a pretty critical time in the games, uh, in a lot of these games to start the year. Uh, and, I mean, that that just gets back to players getting back into the rhythm and making decisions about winning hockey games but i don't see it being a chronic problem for the oilers it certainly wasn't last year uh at the end when they ran off such an incredible stretch virtually the same team with with a few uh a few improvements i mean connor brown was brought in to uh, be an upgrade of yamamoto and i think it's still very reasonable to assume that that will happen over time Connor being out, nobody's going to argue the team is stronger without him. That'd be absolutely crazy, Uh, and nobody will. But there can be a residual benefit from a player that plays that amount of minutes and gets that amount of opportunity, deservingly so. Some of the other players are going to step up into those prime opportunities and uh, they'll they'll be uh, benefited from it. We all talk about secondary scoring, but the primary scoring is so good and so elite on our team that it's hard to give the secondary guys the necessary opportunity to be productive themselves. And this unfortunate circumstance will give them that opportunity and really productivity is a combination of talent and opportunity and you really need both to produce at this level and uh, this will give nuge who's played really well so far in my opinion uh an opportunity to potentially handle the puck more that builds uh confidence and we all know how how important confidence is when you're talking about productivity and offense uh leon will have a greater leadership role on his shoulders and uh he knowing him and his personality he's definitely going to uh grasp onto that and try and lead this team like he did the last time Connor was out for seven games so whether they win or not tomorrow in Minnesota uh, I don't know but I know over time this is a very good hockey team and uh, they they will come out of it and be uh, just fine.
1: It is a Mac Tea Monday with Craig McTavish, and he is actually our headliner today, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A, UK today. So no line rushes today, and, and really this is, uh, we're at a spot now where they've got 18 skaters, and that's that's all that they can deploy cap-wise. They can't bring anybody else in. It's um, it's a difficult thing to negotiate in, in the modern NHL when you're Sort of already going in shorthanded handed and then trying to uh, negotiate the uh, the adversities that pop up along the way you're going to have injuries you obviously hope it's not going to be to your upper echelon player and and we'll see how they pick up the slack uh, I, I wonder Craig what you think the power play is going to have to do in terms of adapting without uh, without him and, and how much you know can you really uh, is it gonna be guys trying to plug in and play a system that was there or is freelancing still going to very much be a part Part of this.
0: Oh, I think it, Connor was the ultimate freelancer. Obviously, on the, uh, the, the 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 most productive power play in NHL history, uh, but he didn't do it alone either. I mean, there's still lots of elements and components on that power play that's going to uh, give it a really good chance to have success. You may not have the dynamic circumference plays that Connor. Uh, creates when he gets uh, gets the puck and get move, gets moving in the offensive zone on the power play. And there may not be the same interaction of uh, bodies and players that we see uh, have seen on that unit, but there's still plenty of weapons out there. And uh, I mean, I'm sure the coaching staff would like to see nothing more than, uh, than Evander get a, a, a nice opportunity and put it in the net from the bumper position because... I mean, they still have plenty of weapons for that power play. Bouchard will probably shoot the puck more. I mean, there's always the pressure of uh, getting it back to Connor because he's so productive. Uh, you, you don't want to squander a play. Uh, and I think they'll be more aggressive, Nuge, maybe more aggressive shooting it off the uh, left side coming in like he scored the other night. So there's still going to be plenty of uh, options uh, for Jay and uh, Gully and the coaching staff.
1: Um, Craig McTavish is on the line right now. Let's talk a little defense for a minute here. Always uh, in the spotlight, Evan Bouchard, certainly Darnell Nurse as well. Those two break the team out to a 2-0 lead in that game against Winnipeg. We know they weren't ultimately able to hold on, but that is the exact type of goal that I think everybody has been begging Darnell Nurse to try and score where he's following up a play and and, uh, actually, if you think back a couple years, that's how he did score a lot of 5-on-5 goals. So you love to see that, uh, but these are two players that are often scrutinized for their play in the defensive zone. So, Craig, I wonder what you think, if you can give a thought on both Bouchard through five games and on Nurse. Yeah, I thought Bouchard is, uh,
0: he comes as advertised. I mean, he's hes, he's not a, uh, you're never going to confuse, confuse Evan with uh, uh, Doug Harvey. Uh, and be or Larry Robinson or, or Kevin Lowe in terms of being an, an incredible shutdown defenseman I mean he's adequate and he's improving and he's he's certainly focused on that area because of all the criticism that at times he takes in the marketplace from uh, uh, from from the local media and uh, but he he's what he does do well is he moves the puck well he shoots the puck well and he he's productive uh, offensively um i think uh darnell he he too uh takes the wrath in the in the marketplace i think uh uh un, unfairly uh you look at the play that he had against uh Against Vancouver, that one of the local media guys talked about being the the dumbest play that Darnell's ever made, but I mean he's jumping up in the in the play on a uh, the the two guys that were really out of position were the two guys that got the uh, two on zero, and Darnell jumps up in the plays in perfect position in the slot. Uh, Fogel has a puck on the outside. I mean. Darnell was open, a good play into Darnell, he puts it in the net, we win the hockey game. Uh but you know unfortunately Warren Fogel missed the net on the far side and he can't do that in that situation and all of a sudden it's Darnell's fault for uh jumping up into an incredibly green light offensive opportunity which uh d- doesn't make a lot of sense to me and uh you know, I I think we're at a stage where we gotta get behind our team. We gotta support our team, even in the media. I mean, these guys have had a couple pretty incredible years where we're the most entertaining team in hockey to watch, and I've said that over and over again, but it's so obvious to me that how lucky we are to be in this era. And yet I mean the the scrutiny and the negativity uh to to the some of the players is 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 what will force these guys out of town ultimately, and uh, you know, playing goal in Edmonton is, I mean, it's a pressure-filled position to begin with uh, when you when you when you get in there because you know how impactful you are in terms of the result of the game. It's 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 tough mentally, and then you combine that with all the. All the scrutiny and all the, uh, the the criticism and the second guessing of the goaltending, I don't know how they can play, but I think it's time for all of us to get behind this team because they've shown us over the last few years that they're deserving of of all our support and they'll they'll pull out of this and then everybody'll be back on the bandwagon and it's just uh, it's it's an unfortunate start for the team, but something they're very capable of overcoming.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I wonder how much of that that reaction is scar tissue from a long time worth of this uh, the slippery slope kind of you know going down and worth an entire season. But we are light years in a different area code, a different galaxy. The rest of it. A couple more here with uh, Craig McTavish on a MacT Monday for contract equipment. You mentioned goaltending, and and I'm curious, really, about the usage of each of the goaltenders, the deployment. Is it kind of what you expected out of the gate through the first five games, or are you watching Woodcroft and staff reading and reacting to some of the results or lack thereof out of the gate?
0: Well, until one of the goalies clearly elevates his play uh, above the other guy, then you're you're going to you're going to uh, rightfully platoon these guys and uh, I mean that hasn't happened I mean my my de facto number one is is Stuart Skinner based on you know the growth potential of a young goalie like that and uh, the fact that he took the position last year so uh, but I could understand what Jay was doing giving Jack some early starts because he was trying to keep his confidence high coming through, a, 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 I mean, it's a, albeit a watered-down uh, lineups that you're facing in preseason. He was really good, and he obviously wanted to try and give him some traction to keep that confidence. So I think to me it's made pretty good sense on what he's done so far with the goalies.
1: And uh, finally, I just want to talk about Sam Gagne for a couple of minutes. Somebody that you coached in the early stage of his career. Somebody that I believe you actually traded for Teddy Purcell, if my research is correct. And now he's coming back into the franchise in uh, on a minor league contract after, of course, spending the fall here on a PTO. Somebody that I can see uh, sort of a post-playing career lining up really well in Edmonton. So tell me uh, you know, your, your familiarity, your relationship with Sam and, and and it it seems like pretty good place for a 34-year-old guy to start riding off into the sunset, I would suggest.
0: Well, I would say this about Sam, is he would be a guy I would want in that locker room right now going through this, because he would have the experience to have a fantastic perspective on what's being said and what's actually occurring. And uh, he would be able to take the young guys and... uh, you know, tell them not to worry or not to read about it or not to overthink it, that, uh, things will be, uh, you know, things, things will ultimately, uh, even out and it'll be fine. And he'd be a fantastic person to be in there because I mean, he does have a a lot of really good leadership qualities and uh, he's a fantastic person. Uh, and he's still got quite a bit of game. I remember when I was with St. Louis last year, he played, uh, couple of really good games in Winnipeg against us and uh, he's a guy that will ex- accept the role and he can occasionally put the puck in the net and uh, I mean this game is about producing and uh, you know I don't care how good you look that ultimately that performance has to lead to offense and productivity and he may shoot it in the net once in a while and that would be a big help but uh, I'm happy for Sam I know how much he loves to play the game and how tough it would be to to step away from it so he's giving it every opportunity he can he'll be a great uh, role model for those guys in Bakersfield to come in and, and uh, have a great attitude and show them great perspective and work ethic
1: Former 6th overall pick way back in 2007. Craig, thank you so much for your time on another MACT Monday here tonight.
0: Okay, Brendan, thank you. Let's uh, stay with our boys and uh, support them through this, and we'll be riding high before long. Absolutely. And there you heard
1: it first. That is Craig McTavish telling you to just, in the great words of Aaron Rodgers, (laughs) R-E-L-A-X. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, right here on 6.30, Chad. Maybe they start turning things around. Minnesota is the host team. Just this one-off road game, and then they're back on Thursday with the Rangers in town to honour the two newest members of the Oilers Hall of Fame. It's Brendan Escott with you for another five minutes. Bob says he's good to go after the 6 o'clock news. We'll be right back on Oilers Now. Hey, uh, due to popular demand, New West Travel adding a second package on this exclusive Oilers Now road trip to Montreal to watch the Oilers play the Canadians on Hockey Night in Canada, no less. The package includes airfare, three nights, in a deluxe hotel in downtown Montreal, game tickets in a private suite with food and drinks, and of course, that welcome reception, or maybe even a couple of them with Bob and special guests. Experience the incredible Hockey history in Montreal this January. To be a part of this awesome Montreal road trip, call New West Travel today or head online to newwesttravel.com. Still to come today, Bob will uh, take over here momentarily. Our inside-the-game analyst Rob Brown from the Oilers pre-post and, uh, I guess, in-game broadcasts at times. He'll be a part of things, breaking down what he's seen from this team or maybe what he hasn't seen in the first uh, five games. They are, again, 7 o'clock tomorrow in Minnesota against the Wilds. Then we're going to head down to the farm. Bakersfield Condors head coach Colin Chalk will join us for wave bathroom renovations at Farm Report. will uh, tell us all about the 3-2 loss to Ontario in their home opener in a game coming up soon enough this week. Uh, should make mention too, I think I missed this in NHL today, but uh, Rick Bones is, is taking a leave of absence from the Winnipeg Jets. Decision for the head coach comes after his wife Judy suffered a stroke last night. She is in hospital. She's undergoing further testing. Associate coach Scott Arneal will serve as the Jets interim head coach in Bones' absence. He He's got a 48 35 and 3 record there with uh, the team. So. Last piece of news uh, on that front, we will send it off to James Dunn, who has your global news weather traffic update. Hope you're staying safe there on the snowy roads. When we get back, Bob Stoffer will be live from St. Paul, Minnesota, teeing up uh, well, probably recapping what was a frustrating 3-2 loss and then teeing up tomorrow night's game. Brendan Escott still with you for the next hour. Hope you'll stick around.